0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Into the Burrow podcast here on the Burrow Reviews Network. My name is Jared and joining me as always is the fantastic Scary Linda. No, it's not Scary Linda, Spooky Linda. I'm Scary Jared. I messed that up. (laughs) How did I forget Spooky Linda? You know what did it? You know what did it? It's because I threw in the fantastic. I threw my entire spiel (laughs) off. That's okay. Spooky Linda, everyone.
1: I'm going to pretend that didn't just horribly offend me. Yeah, I woke up
0: 30 minutes ago. It's okay. (laughs)
1: Hello, everyone. And joining me is the amazing Scaly Jared, because I remember I care.
0: (laughs) I do care. I caught myself after I said it, which is the important thing.
1: Before or after I made the face?
0: Before, as Um, I was saying it. I was like, mm, that's not right. I don't that's trust that it. he's
1: editing this because he's going to be like, see? <clears throat> um,
0: no, I won't edit it. Um, the only way that I would edit it is if we just re-recorded. But I'm not going to re-record. So. <laughs> yeah, you
1: live with that mistake.
0: I will live with that mistake. <laughs> um we have got a pretty good show uh a screen uh, actually it's kind of a horror heavy show a little bit in the news department we've got some predator news some lawsuits that are occurring we've got jurassic park which could be considered a horror movie it's kind of like a monster flick just saying um not not the jurassic world but the original jurassic park the little bit of a horror movie i guess that's
1: fair there was yeah it those dinosaurs man
0: um, but we've got news about Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious, what's going on there. Could dinosaurs be showing up in our Toretto family drama? Who knows? And then we also have Scream 5, uh, more news on that and how the filmmakers are approaching leaks. And so all of that's super interesting. The thing that I'm most excited for, though, Linda, is the fact that it is sunny out. For the first time, and I feel like ten thousand years because it's been doing nothing but raining, like cloudy. It's raining. I don't feel good. My allergies because I'm I'm sleeping with the window open, so my allergies are going haywire. So I'm just sneezing whenever I want, um, or whenever I don't want to. And then also on top of that, like you've got that whole aspect of spring. That's like, yes, allergies, but also there's this gloom. So you're gonna die. Like it's just existential dread that I feel during these times. Uh, but
1: Oh my God. <laughs> we we need to sit back and remember how badly Jared suffers mm. during all this. His allergies, the impending sense of doom with rain.
0: With rain <laughs> and clouds.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when it rains, I it usually just makes me super sleepy cuz I don't care what anyone says, raining is perfect napping weather. Mm. Like it's primo. Like <gasps> it makes your bed that much toastier. Mm. It makes you that much more comfy. Like it's it's, yeah, no, prime. it's
0: for sleeping purposes. It's super great. But just for
1: sleep if you feel like you're in danger. <laughs>
0: yeah. But but for like productivity wise, it is not good.
1: No, not at all.
0: Um, What else can we talk about? Well, um, I think we may have found our uh, first writer, dare I say. So um, that person will have more details coming forward soon but that person may be even doing a little bit of the streaming um i love streaming i love hopping on and doing streaming occasionally i'm not a streamer i don't have a streamer personality and so it's very hard for me to upkeep that and uh when i when i play my games i i just want to play my games like i want to tune out it's like my way of like just shutting the world out so it's very interesting for me to try and talk during those and i've gotten better at it but um i may not be doing it all the time going forward so that's exciting
1: yeah because i mean when you're playing games you feel like you could totally be a streamer but you you know you tend to forget streamers kind of talk the whole way through and actually like make the viewers invested whereas like when like when i game i'm just i'm focused and then you know you forget to talk for like an hour but you know
0: (laughs) yeah see that was the problem that i was running into when i was doing my um my moons of madness yeah. i don't know if you remember that the uh <laughs> i do <laughs> so bad at puzzle games but with moons of madness um i did not know how that worked at all and eventually like i've gotten way better at it but um still i'm not a am not a streamer by any means but i try also you, this
1: a, you for, it, well what was i trying to say a for effort. AFRIL. No. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> but this room is also, I think we're going to lightly rearrange it now that I don't have the lovely computers that were once behind me. Um, I can now rearrange this office to be a little bit more uh, productive. Because right now it's just like a whole, like, wall and a half of computer desks uh, everywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> and it looks a little bad. So we're going to rearrange this office too, which is exciting. Um, so that's this week's plans for me, just rearranging the office and getting everything set up. Also, I get my COVID vaccine, my second dose on Thursday. And then I, after two weeks of that, am golden.
1: There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's exciting.
1: Yep. Good for you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I my My big goal right now is... I I record at my friend's house because he is lovely enough to let me use some of his stuff to make my end of the podcast a little bit better for everyone. But my goal is to try to get my own little work area or, you know, something of some sort with a nice backdrop like yours, just so then it's not a giant TV that we use to play Wii games on in the back. and lane's computer when he comes over to play world of warcraft Mm. so that's that's my goal right now and it probably won't happen until like sometime during the summer but I'm, I'm going to try to get my own little trinkets. And I actually kind of want to, like, get, like, a nice, like, movie collection. I have a list of over, like, six and a half pages of horror movies that I want to get. And I'm not done with it. So I think I'm going to start, like, collecting them and just kind of, like, getting shelves adding. and putting them in the back. So I think that'd look pretty dope.
0: Yeah, that would look dope. Um, yeah,
1: so that's my goal right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think, like... Mine, it took a lot of time, but it's not necessarily what I would have expected for my backdrop. I like um, your
1: little books back there.
0: Yeah, the little books are nice. Um, well, you can't even see it, So you see those. But yeah. there is, just for everyone on video, there's a whole other shelf of books that are way up top there. And that's where the Wes Craven book is. That's where my Cinemaps book is. So... Um, yeah, there's a whole other like shelf of books that we just haven't touched.
1: Yeah, so. you guys. Jared and I tried to start our own book club with the Wes Craven books, and we, ne- we never did.
0: Okay, here's the thing. We can. We can. We, we should. We could. We should. We should at least do a chapter a month if we can.
1: Uh, I did get a, a, about like a chapter in before I had to box it up when we moved. Mm. And, oh my god, I just loved reading about Wes Craven
0: yeah West, West Craven's Craven.
1: amazing. He was just phenomenal,
0: speaking of that. we're gonna have um Laurency is putting out some like little like staff things like that's uh, she made us basically um send photos in and also like write a few blurbs about uh what what got us into horror and coincidentally, both of our answers stem from West Craven, West Craven. so yeah it's important and you know honestly go ask almost anyone in the twitter sphere um who is involved in film criticism who is primarily a horror critic and nine out of ten times you're going to hear that wes craven was their inspiration for starting to to film and um you know, starting to really like sit down and appreciate movies, not only movies in general, but horror movies specifically. I think Wes Craven was a huge inspiration for almost everyone that's in that field. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's quite amazing to see actually how how impactful he was just as a filmmaker in general. So, um, really good stuff. So, we should read that book.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I actually do have a Wes Craven shrine that I put up whenever I like you know get comfortable in a new place yeah this has actually been like the only like place where i've lived where like i didn't have one set up just because it's it we know for sure that this is only temporary and we're planning on like moving here like pretty soon anyways but i have this like old dresser that i kind of just keep junk in but i'm planning on getting Mm -hmm. something else but it's just A bunch of like Wes Craven memorabilia that I have collected over the years including this framed photo that my dad gave me after he died because I fell apart I oh my god I was such a mess when I found out that he passed so the next day my dad gave me that as a gift and I just I love it so much so I just I have this like you know just this little collection of stuff like my Freddy gloves when I was Freddy Krueger one year for Halloween, a Freddy Krueger mug, uh, like signs, pictures, just little trinkets of different like Wes Craven film type things, and oh um, my, like, every day I would look at it and I would just be like, bless you, Wes Craven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, only two celebrity deaths have really, like, rocked me ever. And uh, Chester Bennington and Wes Craven. And that happened, I think, like, a day or two before the Scream season one finale on MTV. Um, Mm -hmm. So that happened right before the season finale of the first season. And, like, I remember they had, like, a little tribute at the beginning of the the show uh, for Wes. And, like, that was... uh, It was so... It was so weird, right? Because you're like, "Wow, we had all of these." A his legacy is you know expansive already, but he still had projects coming in the future that you know aren't going to be completed the way that he would have completed them. So it's interesting. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit here. We're gonna get into Scream Five and his legacy. So we'll talk about that um, right after this break. Everyone, enjoy. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Eric Gardner of The Hollywood Reporter writes, Predator screenwriter is suing Disney to recapture rights. Jim and John Thomas say Disney's hold on the franchise expires this week. Disney becomes a defendant for the first time on the copyright termination front. The Thomas brothers are seeking to exploit copyright law's termination provision, which allows authors to cancel transfers after waiting a period of time, typically 35 years for newer works. Given the time frame, studios are facing the prospect of losing franchise rights to many iconic works from the 1980s. The Thomas brothers say they served a termination notice all the way back in 2016 and for four and a half years heard no objection. They are represented by Mark Tobaroff, who has been somewhat of a specialist in copyright termination and notably represented the Friday the 13th writer in a court win pending appeal. Jennifer Bissett, of CNET, writes Fast and Furious could cross over with Jurassic World, says director. Along with a new trailer for the ninth installment in the Fast and Furious franchise called F9, director Justin Lin attended a virtual press conference where he entertained the idea of the franchise crossing over to Jurassic World. Universal Studios is the home of both the Fast and Furious flicks and the Jurassic Park films, Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Letty in the high-octane franchise, could see the brand merge working. She said, quote, Once you reach a certain pinnacle, there's nowhere to go but to cross-brand and merge. It's what big corporations do with each other when they get too big. The ninth entry into the Fast and Furious franchise is scheduled for release on June 25th, 2021. Brad Miska of Bloody Disgusting writes, The new Scream has multiple scripts and edits. One of the few major productions to plow through the height of the pandemic was The Fifth Scream, which filmed last fall in Wilmington, North Carolina. While it won't be slashing its way into theaters until next year, the filmmakers are currently in post-production tinkering with what will be the first without Wes Craven. In an interesting bit of news, Bloody Disgusting exclusively learned that there are not only multiple versions of the Scream screenplay, but also the movie, with the purpose to deter fans who want to spoil the final product. This was confirmed by the filmmakers of Radio Silence Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. This shouldn't surprise hardcore fans of the Scream franchise as leaks have been a problem in the past. A Scream 2 draft from writer Kevin Williamson famously leaked online, forcing last-minute rewrites, and changed the movie's ending. Is it possible they have a dummy ending out there for the new film, just to be extra safe? Scream won't be calling any audiences back to the theaters until January 2022, but it sure does sound like the fun is just beginning. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Burrow Podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It Follows, a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions. And member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind the scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, so we are back from the break, and we are now going to talk about Fast and Furious and Scream 5. So let's start with Fast and Furious, because I feel like that's the easier one to kind of tackle, or the one that's going to, not easier maybe, but the one that's going to take less time, for sure. So, um Justin Lin has said, quote, Well, I'll never say never to anything regarding if Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park would ever cross over. Um so Here's the thing Universal Studios is home to Both Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park Films and so It would kind of make sense you know it To, to Do something crazy especially with how Crazy Fast and Furious has gotten You know everyone always makes a joke well When are they going to go to space well Next movie probably but also In the next movie We could get dinosaurs too Um it's just outlandish, and it kind of reminds me of when Men in Black was going to cross over with t- uh, Twenty Three Jump Street. Do you remember that? Oh when those my two films God. were going com- <laughs> to combine, um, and yeah. I look, I'm all for shared cinematic universes, right? And as long as it's just kind of a one off thing, I think I would be okay with it. But I don't think it's going to happen. Oh. Um, n- not at all. Now, they're saying that, ooh, I'll never say no to anything. Um, but that's just because they're talking in the context of how outlandish the Fast and Furious franchise is. So it doesn't really extend beyond that. But if you had the chance to get either a Men in Black and Twenty Three Jump Street crossover or a Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious crossover, which one are you taking?
1: Men in Black.
0: Me- oh, you're taking the men in black.
1: Okay, this is a wildly unpopular opinion, and I get it, but I really do not care for the Fast and Furious franchise. I, it's not that I don't like it; it's just I literally do not care about them at all. And the fact that there are like so many people so obsessed with them, even though there are already nine movies, like how many more do you need? Like you've had enough. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that Vin Diesel married someone in the movie in a wife Peter, thats just so. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. Okay, okay. I'll admit there are a bunch of them that I haven't seen, and I haven't seen that one. But I've seen pictures, and that was enough for me to stay as far away from that movie as possible. I was just—it's
0: mm. a—it's a guilty pleasure. Mine. I—I I like that. Oh <laughs> my <serious>. god! <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Just imagining Vin Diesel trying to fight off a dinosaur (laughs) with this
0: little cock. Hey, it could work. It could work. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, who uh, plays Letty in the film, in the franchise, she said, um, quote, once you reach reach a certain pinnacle, there's nowhere to go but to cross brand and merge. It's what big corporations do with each other when they get too big. You know what I mean? You just have to brand and merge with each other. But the only thing standing in the way is lawyers and studios. Because usually the brands that you're trying to merge belong to different studios or whatever. But it's under the same umbrella. I don't know. I'm just saying it works. Kind of sounds like she's advocating for, for something like that. For a crossover like that.
1: If um, Michelle Rodriguez wants to you know be in a jurassic world movie she should just audition to be in one of the jurassic world movies
0: yeah honestly you, know,
1: you don't have to wait for them to potentially merge well
0: just the thing is audition. I th- it didn't the new jurassic world movie um didn't that isn't it's it was already under wraps shooting but is it finished with its production yet um is it in post shoots. it's what? Uh,
1: let me check.
0: Yeah, because like that's my question. So like, yeah, I think the ship has kind of sailed for her on the Jurassic World franchise, which is why she's probably like, yeah, we should just we should just do a crossover. Now, if you're talking about like a theme park ride, right? Like on Universal, like in in, in Universal's park in Florida, right? Could you imagine a ride with fast cars and dinosaurs? Uh. That kind of sounds fun, doesn't it? Doesn't uh, it?
1: Yeah. Not
0: for a movie. I'm talking uh, about for a theme park. No,
1: line. no, no. Yeah. You're you're right. I just don't like that. It's kind of true.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> well, see if we just take if we just interject like some characters that we like, like we can have like Letty, like Michelle Rodriguez. We can have like Ludacris in there. Um, we can have the Rock, and they can just take part in the crossover. Ev- everyone else can stay away, but they can be there.
1: Uh, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it's already in post.
0: Yeah, so they're already done shooting. Yeah, she missed her chance. Um, <laughs> poor Michelle. Kind of sounds Ruggie like is.
1: her fault. She should have auditioned.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe she did. Maybe she did. Oh, um,
1: that's so sad. Um <laughs> aw.
0: but uh, yeah, that's. Um, that was the most outlandish news from this week, and it's also one of the only news stories that I saw being talked about all week, um, for no other reason than it's just ridiculous. So I thought we would cover it, cover it, covered, 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 cover it here. I don't know why I was adding the ed on there. Shut
1: up. <laughs> you did good. It was good.
0: Mm, yeah. When my allergies <laughs> get like this, I just no, lose how to speak.
1: It's okay. You um, you did you did great.
0: Yeah, you always have to encourage me. I I swear that's like ten percent of the podcast each week is just you saying it's okay. <laughs> you're, this, saying you're doing great. <laughs> have speech problems. Um, I'm just a
1: good friend.
0: You are. You are. <laughs> Um, Also, in addition, like I said, we didn't talk about it, but the Predator um, screenwriters are suing um, Disney to recapture the rights to Predator. Mainly, I assume, because Disney's not really doing anything on that front after they acquired 20th Century Fox. So that's also what's happening. You heard me talk about it a little bit in the news bit. Um, And so that's that's happening. Uh, but I'm not sure how fast that's going to go and, you know, when that is going to resolve itself. I imagine it'll be a while yet. But if they are able to recapture the rights to that property, it's a good sign for all those other properties that are kind of just laying dormant, you know, in Disney's library currently. So uh, we'll hope for the best there in the future.
1: Yeah. Now,
0: Linda. I want to talk about Scream 5 and the fact that it has multiple scripts, which isn't that surprising to me. No. But not multiple at all. cuts of the movie are reportedly um, being worked on to avoid any script leakages or any plot details that are being released. Um, I don't know how intensive those edits are. Uh, like, are they are they changing the entire fabric of the film or are they just changing the ending? You know, so it's kind of up in the air with that. But when you, when you hear that they have not only multiple scripts, but multiple endings and edits, um, what's the first thing that kind of goes on in your mind? Are you, are you excited? Do you think we're going to get our hands on those other edits? Or do you think that, they're kind of just saying that so that whatever does leak, if it does happen, just doesn't um, everyone kind of just disregards it.
1: I'm I'm really excited. I definitely think that the filmmakers are nervous. Yeah, I think they are like super nervous about this film, which is fine. They honestly should be like this is a, a big project that's on their shoulders and they've got a whole pre-made audience mm-hmm. to impress and honestly like i know this is like super mute. and i don't want to like actually spoil anything for myself but i honestly wouldn't mind if one of those edits got leaked
0: yeah unless it was I the real edit wanna
1: see it. not the real edit just you know one of like the one of the fakie ones mm. and i think that'd be a great source of like
0: Uh, marketing
1: thank you yes a great source of marketing is just a oops we leaked have fun take
0: a look
1: at what what this could be
0: yeah so my thing with this um you know the the scream scripts ever since the second one are notorious for you know having rewrites and um scream 3 kind of way way like on the nose makes fun of it um by ingraining that kind of script rewrite into the plot of the movie as well um so that was kind of interesting to see for scream three but with scream four you know they had multiple scripts and you know everyone got different versions and whatnot and uh so the I just want to reiterate that the script having numerous scripts isn't new to this franchise, but what is new is having multiple edits and not only that, but the filmmakers, the directors did confirm that that is true. So bloody disgusting first reported it um, or got the information of it. And then they reached out to the directors um, and they got confirmation that yeah, there are indeed multiple edits to the film. And my hope is is that we can increase the value of you know a uh, physical media um or even you know if the streamers want to start integrating some of this into their platform with you know the featurettes and having you know multiple like extra like additions to the film, I would really love to see that, but as far as for physical media goes, I'm really hoping that they that they they pack as many of those edits into that like you know um extra features into the actual physical dvd or blu-ray um just to increase its value so m- more people go out and buy it because me for one you tell me that there are three different versions of the film I- i'm buying it i'm buying i was gonna buy it anyway but i'm definitely buying it i might even buy two copies
1: oh my god if you're buying what two copies you? you're buying me a copy
0: yeah i'll buy you a copy <laughs> and then i'll buy another copy
1: okay um Where have I? Did you know that they already have names down for the cast? Like we already Mm -hmm. know the characters. Yeah. Where Where was I? Why didn't I Um, know about this?
0: So I, um, when I first saw it, uh, we we had gotten little bits and pieces of it. Like I think, um, Dylan Minnette's character is named Wes. Uh,
1: Uh, Wes Hicks, the daughter or daughter, (laughs) the son of Judy Hicks, and you've also got offspring from Randy's freaking family mindy and chad yeah
0: well we knew that we knew that because remember the actress that plays his sister was caught on camera basically filming with them so like we know that they're gonna bring randy back somehow but um (sighs) no uh when i first like read those reports it wasn't from like any like official like mainstream like news outlet so i just didn't want to cover it um, I'm very careful with what I select as far as coverage you know like I kind of don't select places that you know I have a hard time even selecting like places like cinema blend and like comicbook.com for news stories because they're not too reliable so no. I just try and avoid that so that's why we haven't talked about it but if you have it pulled up let's let's dive into it We we got the time.
1: It was it was on IMDb. I just wanted to scroll down to see Kyle Gallner's face, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing the character <laughs> names, and I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, Jenna Ortega, who we're suspecting is the new Sydney, is Tara Carpenter, and didn't she? Yeah, Sam Carpenter is Melissa Barrera, so they're the sisters. Uh, we've got Jack Quaid as Richie Kirsch. Mm. Kirsch? Yes, I think so. Um, Kyle Gallner as Vince uh, Dylan Minnette as Wes Hicks The son of Deputy Judy Hicks Or brother Someone in her family uh, Mikey Madsen's Amber Freeman We've got Mason Gooding And Jasmine Savoy Brown As Chad and Mindy Meeks Martin So yeah, The niece and nephew Of the late Randy Meeks uh, And then
0: we've got the McKenzie's still It seems
1: The McKenzie's?
0: Yeah, did you catch that? So, um, sure. if you go to Sonia Mar, um, down at the bottom of the cast list, I are you because you're on IMDb, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Go down to the bottom, and the <gasps> oh, second-
1: from the first, yeah. Oh, oh, that took me a minute So, I was like, whose last name is Mackenzie? and then mm-hmm. I, oh, oh. So oh, I'm loving these connections so much, and it's just the cast names.
0: Yeah, it's just the <laughs> cast. A little, a, some of them are a little too on the nose. Like <clears throat> for me, the Carpenter thing, like, just makes me angry. But I understand why they're doing it. Um, but it just makes me angry because it just seems too like forced. Aww. So some of the names feel a little forced, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm still gunning that Dylan Minnette is the killer, 100%.
1: I still think Kyle Gallinier is.
0: Ah, it's, it's your red herring. Kyle Gallinier is too pretty.
1: Oh, geez. They, you know, they led you to believe that, like, either Stu or Billy were the red herrings, and then surprise, surprise, they both were the killer
0: yeah i guess i just want like a teaser like i you don't have to give us the full trailer but can we get like a screen test for like Ghostface or like something like or (laughs) you know a screen test for roger jackson you know doing the voice in anything give me anything just a little teaser because like i am dying to see this trailer and we've still got another like four or five months before we see it and like i can't I can't do it. I need it. I need it so bad. And I need it to be pushed up to like November or December. Like, please, please, please. I need this movie right now. Right now. Anyway. Right now. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a it's super exciting. And the fact that um that they have multiple cuts and scripts. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me or you even, you know, again, with the scripts. But with the uh with the numerous cuts like i'm excited to see you know how many of those were able to like actually get our hands on and to see because like it's it's fun you know if you have an actual canonized ending that is you no know, this is the official ending but here are all these other ones that we had fun making and like that would just be so cool like one of my favorite Um, special features of any Scream films actually from the fourth one not only is it the director's commentary with Wes Craven and Hayden Panettiere but it is also in the fact that that alternate opening where the with the fridge um, is like such a better opening in my mind than like what they actually did it kind of shocked me that they didn't use that um, Because it was kind of brilliant right Like she fakes her out you know and then yeah. And then all of a sudden there's someone there stabbing her And she's like ha 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 and that like funny Story <laughs> like you're just joking with me again And then she realized no she, your friend's Actually getting stabbed on the couch like It's pretty intense
1: um, <laughs> See I, I Watched those clips too And they, they were really good I am really glad that they went with the opening They did like when I first watched It I thought it was annoying but I get why They did it
0: no, no, no. I like the I like the um, the multiple openings. Yeah. What I don't like is um, when you actually get to the present w- with the reality with Marnie and mm-hmm. um, uh, what's what's the other one's name? Marnie Jenny. and Jenny. Jenny. Um. And so, yeah, Marnie and Jenny, when you actually get to that opening, how they did that with, you know, like Marnie going upstairs and like coming back down and her not being there, it felt a little cheesy to me. So I liked how like different the opening that was alternatively with the fridge, you know, like she gets up to, you know, get something in the fridge, she closes it, goes faces right there. Um, and he just keeps getting closer and closer. And it's like, um, I don't know. And it, it, it was playful and it was like, it was funny, but it was ho- horrifying at the same time. <laughs> and it wasn't like your traditional like opening at all for a Scream movie. And I, I loved not, it. It's not, no. Um, and I just wish that they would have they would have went with that one but because there are special features because we're able to get our hands on those things uh we were able to see you know kind of what what scream Four could have been um, if they went that direction and that's what i'm hoping with here but you know if it gets sold to any of the streamers i just want the streaming services to add those special features as a function in their platform because as it stands right now you don't get too many you know too many um, platforms or streamers that actually like care about doing anything like that, you know, like where is our, you know, director's cut of this movie or where is, you know, that bonus feature for that film. And it's like, they're non-existent on the streaming platforms. And if they're, if the filmmakers are willing to release those to the public, I want everyone, not, not only the people who are buying the physical media, but I want everyone to be able to take part in that because it, it, gives us things to talk about and it's just fun so and
1: that's actually exactly why i see and this is something that a lot of people that know me don't really get and it's super frustrating especially like with lane he's like why do you have this one when it's on like hulu or on prime video it's like i prefer having dvd copies of horror movies because you know if you like that horror movie enough and you like can't really seem to get enough of it that's where those deleted scenes come into play Mm -hmm. that's when you can do like the behind the scenes and just get much more out of your movie and just get you know that special because all those uh deleted scenes all those like behind the scenes footage that they give you that's actually a really big reason uh why i wanted to become a filmmaker too Mm -hmm. was just from watching all those and just seeing everything that they did and like their process of doing everything it was just always the coolest thing ever and i just loved watching them all the time my family would always make fun of me for watching that too because i would always just watch it even if we were like traveling or anything they're so
0: fun the bloopers everything's fun. fun yeah um and, you know, I, I've got to, I've got to imagine because, you know, Wes and Kevin Williamson were so big on like including all of that into the actual like release of the film. I've got to imagine that they're going to stick to their guns with that and that we're going to get at least one or two of those edits yeah. maybe. Um, if not, that's okay too. But please pack it full of bloopers. I want to see them all, all of them, all of them, all like 20,000 hours of footage that you have. I want it. Uh but no, uh, it's exciting. And, you know, again, plot details are kind of under wraps still for the most part. But we're getting bits and parts uh, with, you know, the the release of the cast names and the character names. And also with um, just the fact that, I guess, this is going to kind of bridge the gap between the very first Scream and, and this Scream. Which is honestly what every, it's what Scream 4 set out to do. I was just thinking about this the other day. So I've only ever seen two screams in the movie theater, right? I've only ever seen Scream, the original, in the movie theater last uh, October. I saw Scream in the movie theater. That was amazing because we had a whole screen rented out to ourselves. And there was like five of us. And we just sat socially distanced and watched Scream on the big screen. It was great. And then um, (laughs) I saw Scream 4 in theaters. But I haven't. I, I didn't get the chance to see any of them in theaters, so it kind of boggled my mind that I hadn't been to scream movie in about in a decade. Honestly, in a decade, like because the last one came out April of uh, 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's been a decade, a full decade since I saw that, or since that we got any any Scream movie like that was live action. Um, I guess we've gotten the MTV series, but again, the OG cast didn't turn out for that. Um, and then Roger Jackson did turn out for the third season, which is just atrocious. So, um, you know, that didn't Bad really count. Bad time to come
1: back, Roger Jackson. Yeah,
0: that didn't really count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't seen, you know, this property in theaters for a whole decade. So it's going to be a whole experience when I do get to go out and see it. Um, yeah. Lawrence, he was asking me the other day, you know, what's one movie that like, if you had to choose, if if we're in saw and you have scream five dangling and you have me dangling and there's, you know, a bunch of saws under us, like who, who are you dropping? And I was like, I'm going to drop you. I was like, for every other movie, I'm not going to drop like Halloween kills. I'll, I'll drop Halloween kills. I'll do whatever, but scream five because it's art. Cause what I asked her, uh, after she asked me if she would, if, um, She would live through that experience. I was like, well, you know, like, are we talking about any Scream film after Scream 5 or are you talking about Scream 5? Do I get to see Scream 5 before I have to make that decision? Because if I see Scream 5, then I'm going to keep you. But if I haven't seen Scream 5 yet and it's hanging right there, I'm going to pick Scream 5. I'm so sorry. What about you? Would you, Would you drop Lane for Scream 5?
1: before or after i watch it
0: (laughs) before you haven't seen it yet Uh... and you won't get the chance ever again it's the last remaining copy
1: i would like a different question please
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so don't judge me about my choices (laughs) um yeah i'm just
1: saying you're not supposed to admit it to them
0: well, I, she asked, because she, she asked me qu- weird questions like that all the time, so. That's uh, um, what girls do. Yeah, that so, that. I, I was being honest, I was being frank. Um, I asked
1: Lane if he would save me from a giant spider that had just killed King Kong, because it happened to me in a dream, oh, no. and he said no, and that's exactly what he said to me in the dream, too, so we weren't on speaking terms for a good day and a half.
0: Why, why, why? is he afraid of spiders?
1: He didn't want to get mixed up in that kind of situation. <laughs> okay, but
0: <clears throat> that's a little different than the situation that I presented to you. You know.
1: Yeah, just kidding. I would drop him.
0: You would drop. <laughs> there you. He go. wouldn't even There's save me revenge. from a
1: theoretical giant spider. I get my screen five movie. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. There you go. Take what's rightfully yours, mm-hmm. Queen Slay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> those words have never been uttered from my mouth before so
1: wow i get the privilege to hear them for the first time
0: (laughs) i know um so yeah, that's uh that's the Scream Five news that we had there. Um, still waiting on more information, but best believe that any little report that comes out for Scream Five, we're covering it right here. We're going to manage to make it
1: a half hour conversation. Yeah, yeah, we
0: are, and that's why we had no movie review. We had nothing else going on other than to talk about the multiple edits of Scream Five. Well, it's not even Scream that big 5? of a story news. It's
1: really not. <clears throat> it's something that was to be expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was to be expected. Well, at least the script part. Maybe not the multiple edits of the film, but um, again- There'd just be
1: an extra.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to know, again, last point I'll make is I'm curious to know whether or not those are just, you know, ending scenes or whether or not they've stitched together an entirely different movie. Um, I'm altogether. wondering if
1: they've made some, like, clips to mm-hmm. kind of, like, lead the viewer into believing that the killer is a certain person. That's also some of the edits that they're making. Yeah, like intro. maybe seeing like the characters doing some sus stuff.
0: Man, they were efficient then because they wrapped very quickly on that shoot. So if they were able to get enough like footage to m- have multiple like edits stitched together, like that's kind of incredible. Um, <clears throat> if they make sense, especially like if they can be standalone films and they've made a whole entirely different edit. Props, props.
1: I mean, they're working their gonads off, so I feel like the least we all can do is just go watch the movie.
0: Yeah, and the least they can do is push up the film. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to let that go because why does it have to be in post-production for that long? Um, anyway They're
1: doing it for us, Jared. They're doing it for us. they're trying My to gosh. they're trying to wrap it up with a nice big old bow to present it to us.:
0: Maybe, hopefully. So the OG cast can die in this horrific way. I'm pretty certain that's what's gonna happen. No, I'm not. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Well, I don't know.
1: Well, I'm like I I b be- I would believe it if someone told me that Cindy died in the movie, but at the same time I really don't think she will. Mm. So I'm, I I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. I
0: don't know. I think we'll be able to make more like <clears throat> more informed guesses. Um, once we get a first like teaser or trailer, I think then we'll kind of know what we're dealing with. I'm um, gonna
1: cry. Yeah. Like I'm scared because I, love, I
0: cry. I love this cast, but nothing will you know what made me really excited a decade ago, um, or a little over a decade ago with the casting announcements for Scream 4? Adam Brody. Adam Brody really did that. So for the and Anthony Anderson. Yeah. So for you, I imagine Kyle Gallner is like, oh, my God. Like, God. For me, it's Dylan Minnette this time around. I'm like, yes, yes. Give me some of that favorite white boy of the week serial killer vibes. Um, that's what they're going for. Honestly. So uh, he's going to be a I, I imagine he's going to be a woke mm. little social justice warrior and he's going to be the killer also.
1: What if it's a revenge killing by one of the meek kids?
0: Oh, now that would be spicy.
1: Some spicy stuff going on. And then on. they kill
0: Randy's sister? Maybe. She's I'm there. just
1: thinking, like, maybe they blame <gasps> Cindy for her being dead.
0: Is our opening kill going to be Randy's sister? Oh, Ooh. that's
1: going to be so mean.
0: <laughs> they are be pulling a Scream 3, just offing a major character right in the first...
1: What if minutes. it's Judy Hicks?
0: I'm okay would... with that.
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> too. It's just just her it's her fucking just fucking
0: lemon squares.
1: <laughs> Sheriff, you're not cheating on your wife if you my lemon square, she says in the most seductive tone ever. Yeah God, what a what a bitch. Um <laughs> Well, I feel the <clears throat> same way towards her as I do with Cotton Weary. Like, yeah, it's fine, but who really cares? And then he died and you're like, Yeah, that's fine, but <laughs>
0: Cares. i think cotton got his due in the second movie
1: yeah i mean he was living the life he wanted to live which was successful and with a girlfriend so i feel like he died on a good note
0: yeah he yeah he did yeah. i'm so jealous mm-hmm. of your french fries right now
1: <laughs> uh lane being the lovely man he has got me some burger king fries and i've just been trying to quietly munch on them they are so good I mean, they're still warm
0: Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go get some You, you probably Oh, should. she's up now Oh, hope, If she's not making breakfast I'm gonna go get some Burger King fries <laughs> She makes breakfast on Sundays That's Yeah, what you have a have little, cute
1: little brunch
0: Alright, well That is the Scream 5 discussion that took 30 minutes It was a <laughs> well-earned shocker. 30 minutes Everyone listening to this podcast, watching this podcast knows how big of scream fanatics we are. If you've been listening to anything that we've covered over the past year. Um, And so, yeah, you shouldn't be surprised. Any scream information that you see in the news, you best believe that we are going to be talking about it right here on the Into the Burr podcast. We got you. We got you. So, with all that down and out of the way, let's move on to talking about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. We're going to talk about our first initial reactions to the trailer when we come back. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, TheBoroughReviews.com. If you like indie movies, or blockbuster movies, and anything in between, really, on our site you'll find podcast, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Borough. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search thebrewerreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Welcome back to the break, everyone. We are going to talk about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead trailer now, which is very colorful. And just to give you a little synopsis, uh, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. They're not what you think they are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. The best that you can hope for is to die
1: you got no no you when you at the table there'll be time to count
0: what is this
1: Goddamn zombie tiger that's crossing the line
0: so this is a little it reminds me of Uh, a we're going to talk about it but resident evil and also um at the same time that it reminds me of resident evil the zombies kind of remind me of like a world war z almost like they're a little bit faster they're a little bit smarter they move in kind of packs and so there is a method to the madness there with this which makes it a whole hell of a lot more interesting than something like the walking dead where you basically aren't um you know, you aren't moving very quickly. There's no urgency unless there's a huge horde of zombies, you know. So it's interesting in that way. But it does look like it's very colorful, as you pointed out um, <laughs> before we started recording. And it looks like it's full of action, too. So, yeah, for a zombie movie, yeah, I'm I'm not mad at, about it. What about you? How do you feel after the first trailer?
1: I like this direction that they're going with this movie because it's a direction that I've never really seen with most zombie movies I've seen if you know if it's ever been done but it's almost like the cast like these characters in this movie are treating the objective like the plot of the movie as I don't know to me it kind of seems like they're treating it like it's an extreme sport
0: Mm. like
1: you know it it kind of like the greatest game ever played type of challenge Yeah. yeah and it's like they're you know just having fun with it a little bit And I actually really like that because it makes it 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 definitely sets it apart from other zombie movies, for me at least. And it makes it, you know, with zombie movies, they make me kind of depressed (laughs) just because the plot's like always so grim and sad. Whereas this one, it's just it's like a game, you know, it's like all bright and shiny and everyone's just like having Mm -hmm. fun and like doing all this stuff. And it's like it's a it's a it's not a regular zombie movie. It's a fun zombie movie. You know, and I, I actually really, I, I like the direction that it takes with
0: it. Yeah, me too. And I like Dave Batista. Like Dave Batista is a really like fine actor. Like he's really like shaped up his acting skills. And mm-hmm. like, so it's really, I guess seeing him in a role that he can have a little bit of flexibility and fun with is nice too. Because, you know, he was in Spectre. He was in, um, uh, um, Blade Runner 2049 I don't know how I blanked on that for so long and those were, were a little bit more serious rules like he didn't he only had one line I think inspector um, and then you know in Blade Runner he had a little bit more to do but he hasn't really gotten the chance to um like fully lead a film I guess that I've like taken notice of anyway I'm sure yeah. he's been you know a big part of some project like I there was that one movie that came out with was it him Um hold on I'll find it uh yeah my spy um with the like little girl that he was you know he was a, a spy and then he was taking kind of this like little girl under his wing um kind of reminded me of the pacifier a little bit but uh he, he oh did that he's definitely had some films that he's led but um i'm really glad that he gets this project to you know he loves Zack snyder first of all but he really gets to have fun with this role and be an action star at the same time. So it's like the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it looks fun. The cast is really good. Uh, you got Yuki Sonata. You've got Dave Batista, like we said, um, Ella Purnell, Michael Cassidy, and Garrett Dillahunt, speaking of zombies. Um, I know Garrett mostly from, uh, he was in Widows, which I remember him briefly from Widows, but he also is in Fear of the Walking Dead. And that's where I recognize him the most. So the guy apparently just wants to stay around the zombies as much as possible.
1: I am actually a pretty big fan of Garrett Dillahunt. I find him to be kind of an unappreciated actor. He's he's got a lot of movies and TV credits under his belt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, many. yeah,
1: like he's he's nearing the hundreds, guys. And I'm I'm a fan of his range. He's definitely mm-hmm. an actor that I credit for his range in projects and his range in acting, because I recognize him from major, like two major projects, and that's Raising Hope. He was the father Bert Chance in that. He's hilarious in that, and I adore him in that show. And I also recognize him from the remake of The Last House on the Left. He played mm-hmm. Krug. And he scared the shit out of me. He was a horrifying antagonist in that movie, just from playing a simple criminal. And he just gave me absolute goosebumps, and he scared me. And I I love The Last House on the Left remake. It's mm-hmm. it's a movie that I hold very near and dear to my heart. So I, I, I am a pretty big fan of him. Plus, he looks a lot like that guy that plays the dad in Modern Family. So he's he kind of handsome, <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got that charm. Um, he does that. It definitely he definitely leans into that with his like country accent and Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know if you've ever like watched him on that show before, but he has like a cowboy hat. Like he like carry. I mean, it's it's the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no Army of the Dead looks good. I you know it's on Netflix. It has a budget of um, anywhere from seventy to ninety million. So it's not like the biggest budget in the world, but um, it is sizable and. Um, you know, for it being on Netflix on May 21st. Um, so we've really only got like a month before this thing comes out. And um, I, I think I'm I think I will check it out just because usually like I like zombie. OK, for, oh, hold on. I'm going to go on an entirely different rant um, because zombie movies are one thing. Right. But we get so many zombie games every every year. It's a but genre. It is. But there is something about the games that are being released this year like for consoles and for PC that I'm, I have this kind of like renewed sense of like interest in zombie projects. Cause we have um, the developers, a lot of the developers or I guess it's a similar development team to left for dead. They're making like a new kind of take on left for dead. It's not in the left for dead property, but it's a game that closely resembles left for dead. And then you have like a couple open world zombie games that are coming dying light Two parkour and zombies and like those are all like fat oh state of decay three by the way I love state of decay and so there are a lot of zombie things coming out um and it makes sense you know we were just in a pandemic um everyone feels a little bit like a zombie so it kind of makes sense but uh I think we've had a little bit of a break from zombies especially if you've tuned out of like The Walking Dead and everything like that. Um We've had a little bit of a break with zombies, so I'm excited to kind of dive back in and, you know, discover like new takes on the genre. Cause really that's what's missing. It's just too bloated now with all of the same content, all of the same material that people are working from. And so to get something new and exciting, sounds like fun. And a heist movie that's also a zombie flick, sign me up. So sign me up.
1: Yeah, no, Lane's Lane's a fan of like the zombie like apocalyptic like viruses spreading type of movies Mm -hmm. he just likes anything where there's just that underlying theme of sadness and despair Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: like no joke he he...
0: i like the last of us the last of us does that really well especially if you played the second game
1: i don't know what it is about post apocalyptic movies where everyone's just depressed or something super sad happens lane Mm -hmm. eats that shit up like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, here's a here's another. Dep- How about the crazies? How about, mm-hmm. you know, like that movie with uh, Chris Pine in it and Piper Perabo? Can't <sighs> think of the movie. It has yeah. Christopher Maloney in it, too, for like a brief moment. And Emily Van Camp.
0: Let me just say Christopher Maloney is like I know he's got have they debuted his new show yet with uh, the crossover and everything? Is it good? I haven't I watched him. it.
1: I love it so much. I okay. love him. Okay. He's yeah. Fantastic. I
0: definitely want to at least tune in for the crossover event just to see him and um uh Olivia reunite his character Elliot. Um, but you know, I think um Christopher Money is just one of those actors. Like he randomly was in Black Ops three and I was like what like i was playing the campaign and i was like is that christopher maloney's voice as the like the <laughs> primary antagonist and it was and i was like oh shit like okay,
1: okay. he was randomly in man of steel he just yeah, kind of came out of he nowhere just pops up. yeah he just pops up yeah he's just up one of those guys <laughs> that just kind of shows up and you're like hey it's christopher maloney
0: yeah yeah i love him i do too um so army of the dead check it out may 21st 2021 so in about a month here um on netflix And that is going to wrap our discussion up of that. We are going to take one more quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to tell you a little bit about what you can stream this weekend. So stay tuned. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal and it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search The Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, everyone. I'm sure you're wondering, um, for your busy work week, what you can kick back and watch during the week on the streaming services. So let me tell you a little bit about what we got. We've got brewman's, which is streaming on YouTube, um, and a bunch of other places too. It's basically on all of EOD services like Apple TV, Google play, Vimeo on demand, Fandango. Um, this indie documentary follows two groups of at-home beer brewers in Long Beach as they attempt to go pro with brick-and-mortar breweries. Beer World celebra- um, celebrities like Fritz Maytag, I don't know who that is, of Anchor Steam, and um, and Sam Callahan of Dogfish Head drop in to offer advice and share their passion for craft of brewing. I don't know if you know who those people are, but I have no idea who them who people are. But you know, I sure, I'm sure if you like beer and you like brewing, this probably will interest you. It'll tickle your fancy, <laughs> your fancy cup of tall long boy. Um,
1: if you feel like getting your fancies tickled, it's something to watch.
0: It's a Brewman's. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, like I said, it's streaming um, basically on Google Play, you know, uh, Apple TV, all of those different um, video on demand services. So it's not technically streaming for free, but you can find it there. Then you also have Frank of Ireland. It's an Amazon and Channel 4 series that stars Brian Gleason from Peaky Blinders. And Esquire has proclaimed Frank of Ireland, quote, brilliant, described it in comedy as absurdist, scatological, infantile and also warm and funny and you can find that on amazon prime Um, it's mostly comedy and then you also have honeydew now this one caught my attention linda and i'm not sure if it caught your attention too while you were reading it but honeydew is a quote deranged vegan horror movie as the daily beast has put Um, sawyer spielberg son of director steven spielberg plays half of a couple on a camping trip that goes very badly And this is on demand. So, again, you can find that on Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime, YouTube, and Vudu. Um, So, again, not streaming anywhere for free if you have a streaming service or a subscription from somewhere, but you can rent it. So, um, yeah, it, it caught my attention mostly because of a deranged vegan horror movie from Son of Steven Spielberg. And I'm like, hmm.
1: What do they mean by
0: that? I have no idea. Hold on. Let me go honeydew
1: like is it about deranged vegans or are they you know or is that an ex, or you know does it mean something else
0: i have no idea i'm trying to find like reviews that's interesting though because i can't find it anywhere
1: Sinister is shocking and unlike its title, far from sweet. Hmm. The tagline is, the fleshish family. Ew.
0: Oh, it has a 40 on Metascore and a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. So this movie kind of got a little wrecked.
1: <laughs> Aww.
0: What are we at in Rotten Tomatoes? It's at a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is 47.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeking shelter in the home of an, age- of an aging farmer and her peculiar son.
0: Hmm. Sounds a little like psychedelic horror, almost, like in the sense that it's very- With themes
1: of cannibalism? mm mm-hmm. hmm. uh, The top review says unappetizing garbage.
0: Oh shit, who is that from?
1: Um, it's a top review. Let me get the name on it. Uh, Hamper Snow 28905. Review on IMDb, gave huh. it a 1 out of 10.
0: Wow. Here, let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes critic.
1: Oh, it's definitely a body horror cuz they just try to compare it to David Lynch.
0: Oh. So we'll read a rotten tagline, and then we'll read a fresh tagline. So this is from Christy Lemire, uh, who um, is a top critic for NPR Los Angeles, but also Roger Ebert. Uh, I love her. Uh, there is such specific, strange, and disturbing imagery here. It is so haunting. You'll laugh just to relieve the tension. So that's what Christy has to say about it. And then Thomas Lathley from RogerEbert.com writes, uh, this is the Rotten Review. This listless genre um, exercise mostly plays like a film school spun tribute to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with some Hansel and Gretel clumsily mixed in, but without a political or philosophical foundation to stand on. Um, Dennis Harvey from 48 Hills also said this dual-witted, tedious film isn't deep, only self-conscious enough to appear that way to the gullible. Uh, So this is a film that apparently has divided some people. You either have people that uh, really find it disturbing or you have people that really are like, yeah, this film is trying too hard. It's just tedious.
1: Yeah, I got someone that said that they were trying to rip off House of a Thousand Corpses and then someone else that said this movie is the equivalent to taking a large gulp of milk only to realize it had turned sour. Hmm. These are oddly specific. They are. I kind of want (laughs) to...
0: Like, I kind of know what it's about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honeydew,
1: more like honey don't. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> 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 Gotta love them IMDb reviews. Top tier. <laughs> uh, great. Well, we have Honeydew. You have Frank of Ireland, and you have Bromance All streaming. Um, some on VOD, others on Amazon Prime um so if you like any of those if any of those sound interesting go out and watch them support the creators uh (sighs) otherwise i think that is all we have for today's episode uh we don't really have any other news there's no reviews that we had for any like movie or tv show um we may or may not do falcon and Winter soldier next week it's kind of up in the air if we have time for it uh and then um honestly like of... Spoilers aside Linda Fuck John Walker I don't know if you are familiar with Like the plot of like The Falcon and Winter Soldier at all but um, Fuck that guy He's like the new Captain America Or whatever He's like the most awful person ever, but he's played by Wyatt Russell, who I love. So nice addition to the cast. If um, you're know, if you hesitant at all on watching it for anyone that's listening, I would say if you like Wyatt Russell, go ahead and, and tune in just because they give him a lot of material to work from. But uh, yeah, that's the one thing that's made me mad in that show is that character. So
1: It could just be me, but when he's wearing the mask, he looks like Joffrey from Game of Thrones.
0: A little bit. I can see that.
1: He is a little shit too. I can
0: see that he is a little shit. Um, Have you seen that they're like um, because it's the ten year anniversary of Game of Thrones or whatever? They they've been like marketing it heavily, and then on Twitter the other day they posted like Winter is coming, and I'm like, what are you? What do you mean Winter is coming? Winter came, like Winter came for two seconds, and then the series ended. So you know, whatever. Jared, better. That was a. Not to get too entirely off track But that last season was shit It was pure horse shit It wasn't good, it was hot garbage Hot garbage Yikes It's very upsetting Um, We don't have the episodes on the channel anymore But we reviewed week by week Episodes of Game of Thrones For that whole final season And uh, mm, We weren't liking it Here on the the Borough (laughs) Reviews Network At all um it was just trash so I'm but that's so speaking sorry. of game of thrones uh yeah you just picked out a better better wound really did.
1: uh
0: that's okay but thank you so much everyone for listening and or watching this podcast you can be sure to tune in to the podcast every week mondays at 11 a.m um both you know on whatever streaming platform you prefer spotify apple um, you know Amazon as well and Pandora and um, wow. you know if that doesn't tickle your fancy you can head over to patreon.com slash the Borough reviews sign up for the trick-or-treat tier and then you get access to the video version of the podcast too so you can go do that there otherwise you can find us on all major platforms at the Borough reviews or on Twitter at Borough reviews and with all that down and out of the way um, I hope you all have a good rest of your week it's starting to um shine a little bit outside with the sun and everything and hopefully the weather gets a little bit nicer we've been in like 40s and 50s here i'm hoping for the day that we get to like 70 i think today we're supposed to get 66 as a high so we'll see if that actually happens but otherwise i hope you all have a good rest of your week thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode Bye. bye